You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. All right. Well, we're, um, we're going to get started here with our deep dive into ignition, and we're going to have some practice not saying the word practice in front of ignition. <laughs> and so, and so um, hopefully Ryan will give us some, a little background into how the practice out of practice ignition dropped off and as, we, as we talk about this, this deep dive. Now, Ignition, the folks from Ignition have been uh, with us for a couple couple prior uh, webinars. Uh, so, but one thing that that uh, they never did was actually show what they do. <laughs> they talked about what they do, but they never actually showed it. So, we wanted to have them back on to to give us a little more uh, deeper insight as to what what actually can happen in uh, and, and what uh, Ignition actually does. Uh, so, Michelle. I'm going to introduce oh. yourself. Yes, yes. Hi, everybody. Michelle Long, CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship. I'm going to have Long for Success. Been a trainer for Intuit for 07, and I think Ignition has been around for even longer than that. I, I'm not sure, but I know I've known about Ignition for a very long time. So very glad to have you all joining us again today. And we should have brought a buzzer. Every time we say it wrong, you zap us or something. So <laughs> I, I will work on that and try to get that right. But very glad what's to that, have What's that board you. game, Taboo, right, where you get yes. to buzz people for saying <laughs> the wrong words? So. It's hard. Old, old habits die hard, right? They do. That's enough they about do. me. Go ahead, Dan. All right. My name is Dan DeLong, owner of Dan With. I worked at Intuit for nearly 18 years. I uh, co-host today. Also, we do a, a workshop webinar, uh, workshop on Wednesdays, uh, oddly enough, on the on Wednesdays uh, over at schoolbookkeeping.com, uh, tech editor for QBO for Dummies. And uh, a few of the details about the QB Power Hour. Unfortunately, still, we, we do not offer uh, CPE credit for the webinars that we do. Michelle and I just do this out of the kindness of our heart because we, we want to bring <laughs> some uh, interesting stuff to the, to the accounting community. Um, and we appreciate you joining us uh, here today. Uh, our upcoming webinars, we do this every other uh, Tuesday. And as, uh, as the cadence of, of biweekly, uh, the next one will actually be during uh, Scaling New Heights. So we're going to try something unique. Uh, what Michelle and I have never done a webinar together. <laughs> in the same place. So we're, we're going to try to to do something at Scaling New Heights because our normal uh, time is actually over lunch. So we'll, we'll just really just talk about, um, you know, what we're experiencing at the at the Scaling New Heights conference and, and what we're going on there. And actually, I do believe that uh, Dawn Brolin is going to join us as well because uh, she was supposed to join us for the bookkeep uh, webinar uh, but she's made herself available and we'll all be in the same place at one time. So it'll be kind of interesting to do that uh, at Scaling New Heights. Um, and then we'll we'll have book, uh, Dawn come back on to talk about uh, how she uses Bookkeep to help manage multiple payments uh, with uh, multiple payment methods across multiple sales channels. So uh, keep, a, keep us in mind for that. You have the resources, uh, all the PDFs, the recordings, the podcasts, uh, and, uh, and other resources at qbpowerhour.com slash resources, oddly enough. And um, some of the website updates, we do have now um, event uh, tiles, right? So instead of uh, a calendar that we had there, uh, we have tiles for upcoming webinars. So you can always just go to the, the upcoming events and see those. And also we're going to have uh, other events that are, that are available there as well that aren't uh, QB Power Hour. So Hector's um, might be doing some, some webinars or, um, you know, some folks that are, that are done specifically by, by Intuit, the coffee and donuts that are in the, the QB Power user uh, group, Facebook group. Uh, so you can always go and register for those right on the QB Power Hours homepage. Little little housekeeping. Um, as we talk about some of the things uh, specific to the topic today of, of going through ignition, um, if you have specific um, on-topic uh, questions that you'd like us to either answer uh, live or or in the in the session itself, please put those in the Q and A. So you should see at the bottom there's Q and A and chat. Uh, if you have just general comments of you know hello, I'm from 
Florida. Uh, you can put that in the chat by all means. Uh, but also, of course, we also have the, the handouts available uh, there as well. So we'll start off uh, with, a, with a poll. Uh, so let's go ahead and launch that first poll here. So what do you use currently uh, to manage your practice? Just as the, the, the wow, okay, what happened to the, uh, the poll question on the screen? <laughs> I must have not updated the slides, uh, but okay, so we'll just pass forward here <laughs> and I'll stop sharing uh, because I'll hand it on over to, uh, to Ryan. Uh, but what what do you use to manage your your practice? Is it is it QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Desktop, maybe something else, uh, or maybe you're here and not using a um, <laughs> a practice management sort sort of thing? So go ahead and uh, answer that. All right, Ryan, have you been able to uh, share? Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once, but I will oh, take it over. <laughs> I know how that can be. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, are you going to be I at scaling? Uh, are you going to be at scaling, Ryan? I will. So, yeah, okay. look forward to seeing some folks there in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. Are you Are you going to bring back the spacesuits like Don mentioned in the chat? I know. <laughs> I think it's been it. It comes up for debate every single year, but uh, I I took a screenshot of of Don's message to relay that back to the team. I think <laughs> clearly laughed lasted a left a lasting impression if, if we're still talking about it eight years later. So that's right. <laughs> cool. Um, right. But hey, everybody, uh, as mentioned, my name is Ryan Embry. I had a partnership at Ignition, been with the company close to seven years. Um, so uh, but Michelle mentioned before, uh, so Ignition has been in the U.S. market. I think Don was right there. Uh, 2014 company was founded about 2012. Um, we were actually founded, I'll get into the story shortly, but founded out of an accounting firm. Oh, my table almost fell over on me. <laughs> that would have been a disaster. Uh, founded out of an accounting firm um, and, and you know, been working with uh, accountants, bookkeepers, pro advisors in North America for, uh, for quite a while now. Uh, so hopefully in today's session, if you're new to Ignition, you'll get uh, an overview on what it is we do, how it works. Um, if you're already a customer of Ignition, uh, thank you and, and thanks for joining in. So we'll, we'll kind of review the product, maybe point out some new things that you, you haven't seen before um, and yeah, encourage just to be interactive sessions. So um, Dan, Michelle, ask me questions as we go. Feel free to pop stuff in the Q&A in the chat. I uh, want to make sure everyone gets a, a good overview and, and can, you know, I think we were on recently kind of talking about selling advisory services, uh, but didn't have as much time to show the product. Uh, but today, I want to make sure you know everyone can can kind of see it, can create a trial account even, and test it out while we're on today. Uh, so hopefully, make this as as interactive as possible. Uh, so as mentioned before, we were born out of an accounting firm down in Sydney, Australia. Our founder Guy Pearson started his own online accounting firm back in 2009. Uh, you know, he saw how where online accounting was going, moving away from desktop, um, all the apps that could plug into that online ecosystem. Uh, so he was working at a, a larger firm, but decided to go out on his own and, and start his firm, Interactive Accounting. He grew that firm from just a sole practitioner to begin with to one of uh, Australia's top 100 accounting firms by size. Uh, so while kind of growing and scaling, his accounting firm ran into a whole bunch of pain points, probably similar ones that you all run into running your day-to-day -day firm, uh, you know, really got stuck around that client engagement process, sending engagement letters, getting paid from his clients, uh, couldn't find a solution out in the market, uh, couldn't beg any of the existing players in the space to, to build it. So he was stubborn enough to step away from his accounting firm to, to build practice ignition. Uh, so formerly practice ignition and now ignition, but we can talk a bit about that. Uh, yeah, I think I think that is something, Ryan, that, that really uh, resonates, uh, at least at least to me, you know, for for folks that have come on uh, the, the QB Power Hour is is when, um, you know, people are doing, you know, finding a, a struggle, you know, with with something and then taking that initiative to to come up with their own solution. Right. And, and then and then make that available as a as an as an option to others. Uh, because then now you really understand the problem that mm -hmm. that people are are having is when you when you live it rather than you know some of those 
some of those apps that, that come to the come to the marketplace where they they think they know what the problem is yep. <laughs> or they hear you know these problems but they they never actually lived it so i really appreciate that um that part of of understanding what ignition ignition's uh story is that it was a um something that 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 uh was what what they were finding that wasn't available and just well let's go ahead and make it okay. awesome uh so yeah, what I kind of, you know, ultimately what is it we have with Ignition today? So, you know, I think it's easy to think about it as proposal to paid in one place. So you can easily scope, package, price your clients, um, deliver them a digital client engagement, have them sign off on those services. You get that signed engagement letter and then automate your payments. So no one likes chasing down payments or, you know, kind of doing the admin around uh, chasing down accounts receivable. So how do we tie that client engagement process into the payments? And then, you know, ultimately link into your other workflow tools that you might use in your practice. We understand that Ignition is not the only app you use. You likely use something for project or task management. You're likely using something in your email communications, uh, maybe client portal. So how can we kind of be at that front end of that client relationship so you can set those terms and pricing and then hopefully sync back into uh, the rest of the applications you use to, to hopefully run your firm more efficiently and, and give you and your team some time back uh, by automating some things in the background. So, so it's not it's not really a, a practice management service, right? It, it's uh, it, it's really just, you know, from what you have there on the on the slide there, you know, from proposal to getting paid that that whole process and interaction where um you know you're maybe talking to somebody new and um and then once you get to the point of agreement then is that is that kind of where the scope yeah exactly yeah i think we really kind of think about ourselves at kind of the front end of that client engagement um so really to just focus on the client engagement and commerce uh about that uh, and then, yeah, so we'll have direct integrations into Carbon or into practice management um, by Zapier. You can connect them to things like Checkback Workflow, Arrow Workflow, um, or if you're using more of a traditional just kind of project management system, maybe like a Monday.com, a Trello. So a whole bunch of those other project management, practice management applications that our customers use alongside of Ignition. But yeah, definitely not um, a, a practice management solution. And maybe that's, is that why you dropped the word practice from it? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's kind of been something that our founder Guy and co-founder Dane have always kind of talked about ever since I started it. It practiced Ignition seven years ago was, I think we should just be Ignition. Um, but kind of went through that exercise in the last uh, year and a half, kind of like redefining what our brand is, looked at our logos, looked at our messaging. So I think it was definitely a, a useful exercise. And kind of with that process uh, came the dropping of the practice. So URL is a bit shorter too. A little easier to say practice ignition can kind of be a mouthful sometimes. So uh, we're happy with the new brand and we hope, uh, I know it's tough to stop saying practice ignition or PI, which we were abbreviated to for many years, but you know, hopefully uh, all of you can kind of understand the change and embrace it. And I think it's uh, a nice refresh to what we do. Nice. So what do you have here? This is like uh, this is the accountant's process before, like yeah. Know. So just kind of want to spend some time. You know, I mentioned born out of that accounting firm guy was running his firm. What are most firms doing around those client engagements currently? Uh, what we find is it's generally done in Word documents, and it's generally a really manual process. So. Anytime you have a new client or say you're re-engaging an existing client going into the new year, um, you know, likely that process that we see in a lot of firms is you go into your Microsoft Word engagement letter, you find and replace the names and dates, um, you maybe use an e-sign solution perhaps to get that signed, or it is and that hope, kind of print hopefully you get them all, scan. right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's nothing, nothing worse than, uh, you know, putting somebody else's business name on, on their, their engagement letter. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's all for that problem. I mean, we, we found, uh, based on some market studies, we did this traditional way of doing things. Uh, you have to take upwards of two hours per client. So if you've got a hundred clients that you want to send annual engagement letters to, that's going to be a lot of time for you or, or someone else on your team every single year. 
Um, and, and then I know, think that, oh, go ahead, Michelle. Well, you know, Ryan, I was just going to say one of the big things you were just saying how much time that can take every year, especially if mm-hmm. you have a lot of clients. And I think by using something like Ignition, that huge time savings, because I think what happens is a lot of accountants don't want to spend that time. So they quit doing engagement letters for smaller engagements. And that can be so detrimental to your firm. And it can hurt you in the long run, especially because a lot of times, hopefully you've got your insurance. And if, if you've got you know insurance and stuff, they're not going to cover you if you don't get an engagement letter every year. So yeah. with the time savings of ignition, it really helps overall to get this process done in a painless way and a huge time saving. So, I mean, I, I think that's just huge. How much You mentioned the two hours per client, the old way versus using your app and how much time savings it can be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think then kind of the second bit of that is that client experience. So, you know, Ignition's likely that first kind of digital handshake or point of uh, contact between you and your client. Um, You likely had a great initial meeting with them or you've been working with them for many years. You're going to implement them on new apps and you're going to convert them to QBO or introduce new applications to them. Um, But then you send them a 17-page PDF that they don't really understand what it is, your value or your brand. And then they kind of have to go through that process of sign it and, and get it back to you. So not really the greatest way to, to kick off that, that new relationship between you and your client. Um, and then, you know, even that time consuming process as well. So if you send it off via email, then you're manually following that up. Um, maybe someone from your team sent it out, you're chasing it down. You don't have that centralized page for all of those uh, client engagements. Um, so yeah, definitely the time savings and second bit there would be that client experience. Um, and then, you know, I think the other problem, so our founder guy, this really annoyed him and his firm. And we've seen this with a lot of customers too, is most accounting, bookkeeping, tax firms, uh, broader professional service, um, you know, will invoice after the fact. So you do all this work, you incur this cost, maybe you have an office, you have a team, um, and you send an invoice for that work, um, and then you end up chasing it down. Maybe your client pays in that 30 days. Maybe you have some sort of online payment system, but it's not centralized, um, even things like check payments. So a uh, guy in his firm, he was working with a lot of e-commerce companies, software companies. He saw how their AR balance was zero. They got paid upfront for all their work, for automated recurring. So you know, he was like, Meet why of me as the uh, the accounting firm, I have all this accounts receivable, and I have to kind of manually chase down those payments. So ultimately, he wanted to bring that that payment process in to align that to the initial engagement. So whatever that service is, giving it a billing schedule, um, and then collecting automatic payments off the back of it. Yeah, especially if you have a deliverable tied to yeah. you know your engagement. Um, you know. I mean, we just had uh, Intuit on last time to talk about like data conversion, you know, like if that is, if that is part of your engagement where you're converting their file, you've already invested the time um, and, you know, feasibly they could, you know, sever the connection and, and uh, take their ball and go home if you, if you don't have that payment up front. So having that as part of the engagement process is, I think, uh, useful. Yep. And I think it's even starting to move to more uh, even taking payment up front. Um, we've seen a lot of firms uh, with Ignition uh, transition kind of that to, hey, you're going to be doing a big project, a big cleanup for a client. Um, you know, you've got the skin in the game. Let's get the client to pay some, some upfront for that as well. Maybe you build some of it on completion or project base, but just getting into the habit of, you know, making sure you get paid up front and, and linking that into what the deliverable was you just mentioned. And Stacy just asked in the in the Q and A uh, for those clients that do require hourly billing, is it possible to to bill through? Um, and maybe I'm maybe we're getting ahead of of the demonstration. <laughs> is it possible to do hourly billing for those that require? It? Yes. So I will make a note to go through that workflow. We don't have time tracking within our system, but you can have a client agree to an hourly or price-ranged item, um, and then you can manually bill that on completion. The good thing is you will have their payment methods saved on files, whether that's their bank account or card information. So once you complete that project or hourly item, you can just go ahead and bill for that and all that will sync back to QuickBooks as well. But I'll I'll go through that process shortly. 
Um, just want to touch on a few statistics here. So uh, this was from uh, a recent market study of our customers, but 86% of all ignition proposals that are sent are accepted. So really high conversion rate through our system. Uh, 52% are accepted within the first 24 hours. So, you know, we think about that traditional process, really hard to get that turned around and accepted into that, um, you know, into one day. And as Michelle mentioned before, you know, always best case, especially with the E&O insurance and, and just best practice is always kind of never do any work outside of a signed engagement letter. So if you are waiting for them to sign it to kick off that work, uh, the quicker we can get that done, the better. Uh, we had a proposal accepted in just 45 seconds. And we actually had someone create and send a proposal in 1.6 seconds. So that is, I'll hopefully go wow. a little slower <laughs> on that today, uh, just so it doesn't go by in a flash, but you can kind yeah, of Don't see blink. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before you actually uh, get into the to the next section of, of yeah. how ignition solves for it, I wanted to to launch the second poll cool. uh, to get an, get an understanding of of what do people currently use to manage their their clients' engagements? Are they using it directly out of out of QuickBooks? You know, if for those of you for those that are using desktop, of course, that has a you know interaction or an integration with uh, with with Word. Uh, some of the things that you were talking about, you know, with the old way of doing things, you know, where you could send those things to uh, to, to Word uh, to get the, you know, pull the customer information and whatnot to eliminate some of those embarrassments. Uh, but if you didn't have a field occupied, it would say, you know, bracket, bracket, company name or something like that. So get an idea of what people are currently using uh, for uh, managing their client engagement. So there are uh, uh, about ten percent be already using ignition here, so that's it's good to have a a refresher of what it is that you're uh, using. And Kimberly added in the chat, she, she says, "I sent out the engagement and it was back before I could prepare an email. The docs needed about one." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's the kind of stuff that is really. There was that question around being a CRM as well. So I'll, yeah. in the demo, I'll kind of cover that off. So. Depending what you are looking for in a CRM, um, some of our customers will use something in addition to Ignition, um, or you know, show some of the lightweight CRM type functionality that we would would offer in the product. Well, let's uh, let's press on while the folks are still cool. still answering. Uh, so yeah, as mentioned before, so we talked about the problem. So time consuming process up front with those client engagements. Uh, kind of difficult client experience, uh, chasing down payments. So how do we solve for those things? So everything starts with uh, what we'd call a digital proposal, which lays out that scope of work, collects payment information up front, and gets the e-signature on the engagement letter. So we'll go through a few different scenarios of how those work. Um, you know, ultimately having a system of record of those client relationships. So again, getting out of the spreadsheets or, or Word documents for that stuff. And then I'll talk about our integrations too. So being able to link into your general ledger, so something like QuickBooks Online, um, linking into your workflow tools as well, leveraging things like Zapier um, to set up more connections. So we'll touch on that bit there too. Uh, so what does Ignition offer? So ultimately, you know, that digital proposal that's branded towards you and your firm. So you can embed in marketing brochures, you can embed videos into your proposals. Um, and then ultimately kind of have them sign off in a digital experience, whether that's on their phone or on their computer in just a matter of minutes. Here's an example here. Um, if you looked at Ignition a few years ago, but it's been a while, uh, I would say one of the most uh, beneficial features we released in the last couple of years is the ability to present multiple options to your clients. Uh, so for those of you looking to move to more value pricing, recurring fees, um, being able to kind of show your clients good, better, best, option one, two, three, and showing different bundles of services for um, you know, a recurring or once-off price. Here's a, a basic example around tax, um, but could do that for bookkeeping, payroll, bundle them all together into one. Um, but we'll, we'll go into that shortly of, of how you can present those options and then ultimately have your clients select which one works best. Collecting payments up front. So I mentioned before, we are a payment processor. We link into your business bank account. Uh, that's where we collect and disperse the funds. So you can process either ACH or card payments. Um, so I'll get into it a bit shortly when we are actually in the account on, on how our payments work. And then importantly, as Michelle mentioned before, make sure you get an e-signature on all those engagement letters. So um, you know where those are. You have the e-signature. You've got it stored. 
Um, so you can kind of get on with the work and start providing value and, and completing those deliverables for your clients. Here's an example of kind of a workflow diagram. Again, this is just one example. There's many different ways that you could do this and sort other applications in here. Um, but then in this case is how we'd work alongside QuickBooks Online in the case of Intuit Practice Management and or Carbon. Um, so everything starts in Ignition with a digital proposal. Uh, your services in Ignition can link up to your services in QBO. They can also link up to workflow templates within your, your workflow system. Uh, so in the case of, you know, maybe it's monthly bookkeeping, you kind of got those mapped accordingly. Once the client signs and accepts a proposal, that kind of triggers off all of our integrations and the real magic of Ignition kind of starts from there. So we'll collect any upfront payments and set up recurring payments moving forward. We'll go ahead and collect that payment from your client. Uh, we'll create an invoice in QuickBooks Online and then mark that invoice as paid. Um, benefit of Ignition versus other processors as well. If you charge your client $500, you get $500 in your bank account. So we can map that invoice to that payment and then also kicking off that workflow. So once that proposal is accepted, maybe you want to kick off a job or a workflow within your practice management solution. And then hopefully, you know, kind of having that all centralized have a better place to have uh, your revenue and, and workflow at a glance um, and kind of get out of the, the spreadsheets or multiple different systems to, to ultimately have better kind of reporting uh, alongside of that. Is the, is the connection, Ryan, between these, um, you know, these other, other tech apps that you, that you have, is it, is it two-way or is it more of a, a one-way connection uh, into QuickBooks? Like if you created the client in your QuickBooks, since a lot of people are using QuickBooks as their backbone, yeah. you know, does it then show up automatically uh, in, in practice? I'm sorry. I, oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> in ignition. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that QuickBooks integration with the client sync would be two ways. Um, generally, we see as a best practice, I talked to one of our customers, I think it's a good way of doing it. Let's say you have an initial prospect. Uh, prospective client, they add you into their QuickBooks. So you kind of have them as a client in QBOA. Uh, that would then create, you know, you can review the file perhaps, or, you know, have some initial consult there, consultation there. That client would then show up in your Ignition account. So you then kind of click that mapped client and then kick off the client engagement. So that's one way of doing things. But, but yeah, just showing the nation of, hey, maybe create it in QuickBooks first or vice versa. If you started with an Ignition, it would then create it in QuickBooks. Hey, Ryan. Yep. Um, somebody says that it looks like it tracks proposal acceptance rate. What does it do with that data? Are you able to get reports to see the proposal acceptance rates and things like that? Yes, we've got that in our dashboard. So when I get into the demo portion, I'll kind of walk you through the different metrics that you can see within Ignition. But okay. yeah, ultimately, you know, we know what clients you're are taking up which services, what they're charging. So yeah, we definitely have a lot of really good insights. And as we continue to build up the product, that's that's definitely one of will hopefully bubble up those insights to, to hopefully make you make better decisions as you run your firm. Thank you. Cool. Uh, so I'm gonna transition here into the product. Um, I'm gonna put a link into the chat if I can manage to navigate over there. If you do I got wanna- it for you. Okay, cool. I got it. Um, if you did want to create a trial and kind of follow along with what I'm doing, uh, encourage you to do so. You don't have to put a credit card down or anything. It's just a 14-day trial account. If you are an Ignition customer already, um, you know, feel free to just follow along. Wait a second there. We good on poll questions. Want to make sure we there wasn't anything yep. I needed to get to. Yeah, the last poll is at the end. So, um, But one person asked, does the payment system work in Canada? It does. So we have pre-authorized debit and credit card processing in Canada. Works very similarly. It's just called pre-authorized debit instead of ACH, but the, the fundamentals of the system is, is the exact same. So good question. And, and Lawrence also would like to know if there is an API to any CRM systems. Um, so we have via Zapier, um, a lot of our customers will link into something like a HubSpot or a uh, pipe drive, probably most common CRMs we would see. But if it is on Zapier, um, then you can set that up. There isn't direct API access, but um, via Zapier, you can do a lot of things. And I think just go to Zapier's website and go type yeah. in Ignition. You can see all these different sample apps and they're pre-built. So, yeah, we, um, had, um, we had Heather come on um, the Power Hour last year. 
uh, nice. to talk about um, to talk about Zapier. So if you want to check out that uh, that webinar of of how you can gain your independence because it was around Independence Day uh, with <laughs> with uh, Zapier integration. Cool. Yeah, you can definitely go down the rabbit hole of Zapier. So uh, yes. if you haven't checked it out, say start start simple. But um, yeah, no, it's interesting. To talk to some of our customers that have built seventy five step Zaps to do all these different things and. So yeah, uh, you can go basic, or you can, you know, Heather's, you know, definitely uh, one of the gurus on that. Yeah, so, the, uh, the power zap user. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you got uh, showing here? Yeah, this, is, so... this is what the client sees, or this is what uh, you see inside of uh, Ignition. Yeah, good question. So I usually think it's easiest to kind of explain it from that that client experience first, and then we can go into the system on how to actually create one of these proposals from a template. But here's an example here. Say I'm from Growth Accounting. Um, I got my client Bill's bookstore that I just sent this proposal off to. Um, so you can see it starts here with a uh, PDF brochure. Our team will actually create one of these for you if you don't have one already. So just using something like a Canva and your website branding, um, kind of a just additional perk of signing up is we get you kind of a, a branded brochure to put in your proposals if you'd like. Um, so that's this page is also mobile optimized too. So if you sent this off to a client, they get an email. And then in that email, they get a unique link to this page. So they don't need a separate portal or login. It's all just done off a unique link that they pull up either on their phone or the computer. And they kind of go through this process of uh, reviewing, signing, and accepting. This next step here is if you were to do three options proposal, this one here is in the example of tax services. But again, just an example here, perhaps you have um, some sort of basic package and then going up to kind of a full service. So what you can see here is there's different services that make up that ultimate bundle. So the 200, the 500 and the 750. Um, I'll show you shortly what it's like to create one of these and the different templates we have around accounting, bookkeeping, payroll, tax. So we've got a whole is bunch there, of templates in there to, to make it easy for you to get going. Is there a suggestion? Like, you know, like when you add like five things, does it does it give you a suggested pricing or is that all, all entirely up to you? Or do you, is there maybe like a best practice uh, from, from the folks at Ignition to help with, okay, what do I... What do I price these at? Yeah. So the, all of our kind of proposal templates we've built with some of our customers. So kind of have asked them for best practices. I think at first we were kind of hesitant to do that and then people really want it. So I would say it's it's definitely just by suggestion of your peers, not all these templates. So, um, you know, I think we could do a whole webinar on, on pricing and different ways yeah. to come up with the price, maybe use a certain calculator, a certain methodology. Um, but ultimately we'll give you a baseline for some of these certain prices and then you can tweak or change them on the fly. Um, but, but hopefully give you a bit more confidence around that pricing as you go. And then I think it's really important too, is getting into the habit of doing those annual engagements, increasing your fees yearly, if you can, um, you know, I think that's ultimately how you can continue to, uh, provide value to your clients. So in this case here, I've got those three options. You can show a recommended one too. So you can put that little banner on that one. So our client, let's say, would select the middle option here. They would then see the breakdown of those service descriptions. So again, all of our proposals, templates come with service descriptions around all these things. So we do really give you a lot out of the box to, to kind of use and leverage. What we'll also do is if you've gone through this process elsewhere, maybe you've perfected this process in your Word documents or your own Excel sheets, we can help you kind of import that into Ignition as services and templates. Uh, so we can take and leverage what you've already got already. Um, and then you're welcome to pull from our provided template uh, content library as well. Breakdown of the payment schedule. So in this case, we're showing, you know, a bundle of services for one top line fee. And, you know, a lot of firms are moving to value pricing. Um, you like to show maybe one top line fee instead of giving each one of these a line item price. You can do it either way with an ignition. So if you do want to price it out service by service and show that to them, or you can kind of put it into a bundle as one top line fee. Uh, entering payment information. So in this case, they would enter their bank or card information. So we use Plaid here. So they just connect by their banking uh, there. Um, so you can put that information in there. Uh, 
In this case, I only was offering ACH. So a lot of our customers will perhaps maybe turn off card processing for certain clients and, and try to go to ACH to, to, you know, obviously have a little bit cheaper fees there, but you can give your client the option to pay by bank or card. Um, and that'll show up there as the payment method. And then lastly, uh, an e-signature on that engagement letter. So back to that kind of traditional process where we mentioned names and dates, getting through to that engagement letter. Ignition will kind of format that all automatically. We can also take your own engagement letter that you've got and format that into our system uh, and then ultimately get an e-signature on that engagement letter. But avoid you having to create one of these each time. It dynamically will pull in those names, dates, and specific scope of services. And then you can capture that e-signature there at the bottom. So really nothing for them to print out, scan, sign, send back to you to you as the as the practice or firm owner. Nope. So yeah, they can get that done. You know, some firms too, if you do see a lot of clients in person, um, you can even have this up on, um, you know, maybe an iPad or computer in the office and get them to sign right there um, or, you know, send it to them. They can sign and accept from their phone or their own computer. And then once they do sign, they get a e-signed copy of that engagement letter. Um, and then you'll have one as well. Cool. Is there any questions or comments I missed there? If not, I'll, I'll kind of get into uh, the, the practice view of Ignition. See what I did there. So, um, you know, you, you went through yeah. that like it's, you know, it's it's a, I mean, it wasn't 1.6 seconds, but it was <laughs> it was was fast. Um, and this would be, you know, you know, if, if it's a disjointed, uh, like if they're not in front of you, you know, at the moment that you that you sent this out, or this is afterwards. Uh, and let's say it gets lost in their email or they get distracted by, you know, um, they get distracted by the, uh, you know, by something else that, that's taken away for their business. Um, how does that, how does that work where it's, you know, follow up uh, with, with, uh, with, with getting those engagements started? Yep. That's a really good question. So we have the notion of what we call proposal reminders. So you can set the cadence of those. So, Maybe you want to send a reminder every three days, send three reminders just to kind of bump it up to the top of their inbox. You do have the visibility here too. So you can see which ones are kind of awaiting acceptance and kind of drill into those, follow those up. You know, ultimately, I think things do slip through the cracks. As you mentioned before, people get distracted, maybe they see it. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can make it easy for you to, to kind of see those at a glance. I know a lot of firms maybe sent out 500 engagement letters at the beginning of the year, um, come in here, kind of track those awaiting acceptance. I think luckily you'll, you'll kind of see them trickle in and get signed as you go. But if not, you maybe have that list say you make a quick phone call or quick email reminder, and you can pull the link in for them to sign. Uh, but we do have that built-in reminder system for those. As well. And uh, one of the things that we have, you know, a lot of times with, you know, sending invoices out of, out of QuickBooks is that they don't get it. They don't receive it. Is there um, is there visibility into you know the the email being sent, received, viewed, uh, those types of things in the yeah? In the so we've got a full audit trail on the proposal level, so you can see who sent it, to what email you sent it, when they viewed it, um, when the reminder email was sent. So you do have that that audit trail there. You can always just snag that link too. Um, so maybe you wanted to send it to them. We have some firms that send these out via SMS because they know that could get a little, maybe a higher conversion rate there um, or just pop it into an email or yeah, whatever that, means I mean, you need to get it to them. What um, kind of um, feedback have you heard about? Like they just never got it because it, it, uh, it, it didn't, uh, you know, got filtered out or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, we have that, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I think the big thing too is like communicating the change to your clients too. So mm -hmm. part of getting ready with Ignition is, you know, maybe you're doing an initial newsletter kind of like, hey, we're switching to a new system. We're now going to be take, it'll be how you're going to be doing your payments moving forward. Keep an eye out for an email with a link to a proposal. Um, you know, you'll sign off and accept on that. So I think that communicating the change is this a change in the process from what maybe you've worked with client 10, 15 years and have done it a different way. Uh, so switching to ignition and being able to kind of explain the, the change in that process, I would say, you can kind of get ahead of that as well. Ryan, 
Michelle's been trying to ask a question. Sorry. <laughs> well, I have to ask it before I forget it. <laughs> so, Ryan, I, I actually had a couple of questions for you. So the first question is, you know, everybody's creating their packages now and the client picks, you know, option two or whatever. But then they come along and they say, hey, I need help to do X, Y, and Z. How does it handle change orders or additional services that you want to add on to an existing engagement letter? Can you like, how do, how would that work? In the middle of the year, they want you to do some additional work. Can you do like- Yeah, so on the client, let me just jump into a client real quickly. Um, and seeing So you can see the- the services that they have. Um, I'm in a demo account, so they've got a bunch of different services, uh, but you can end certain services here. So maybe you wanted to end this one moving forward. And then well, what but you maybe do- Maybe you don't want to end it. You just like, you're, you're still doing the ongoing monthly services, but maybe all of a sudden they need help applying for a line of credit or something. Yep. So yeah. what I recommend there is just actually going in and adding in a new proposal, um, having that line item service in there. And then once they accept, all that that service would then come through to their agreed services, and then it would get bundled into that billing schedule as well. So for a client, you can see a glance of their billing schedule. So you can see any item that's manually billed. So think of that as hourly, unit-based, variable um, ranges, uh, where you would actually come in and kind of invoice that once you've completed that item. Or you've got your automatic bills. So that would just be Maybe the recurring services, that's the bookkeeping fee. Maybe it's the QuickBooks Online subscription you're charging back to them. And that just goes automatically every month. Um, if you add a new service in to be billed on, say, the 16th month, first of the month, it'll just kind of join in on that invoice as a line item. So for that, in that case, that's, that's awesome. Budget. Yeah. Love it. And I forgot the other question. Cool. <laughs> 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 oh. Let's um let's get into actually sending a, a proposal out as an example. So once you go here, um, you can kind of pull across your client list here. You'll also see those green dots would be your map clients in QuickBooks. So you've already got a client in QuickBooks and it's not yet in ignition. You can go ahead and select that one or pull from one of your existing clients uh, and then kind of map that accordingly to say that client over in QuickBooks. So uh, that's kind of that process there. Uh, make sure you have that map. So that's just where we're going to be going ahead and creating that invoice. Um, another feature too within the last, uh, this was at the end of the last calendar year, but is multiple signatures. So in the case that maybe you're working with a partnership or uh, a husband and wife on a uh, joint 1040, you can add in multiple different signers on that proposal uh, if you did want both of them to sign off. So I know a lot of firms that they really like to go through that process. So that was based on a lot of feedback from our customers in the U.S. is getting those multiple signatures. Uh, so now you can actually have both, both uh, contacts within a client sign off on that if you'd like. Uh, the next step is services. So I'd recommend leveraging our proposal template library. So we're always adding and updating different templates in here. You can see we've even got some from partners as well. So such as Gusto, we're into it, um, the Appy Hour. Um, so what you can see here is that template library. So we've got everything from QuickBooks services to corporate tax return to uh, individual tax return, uh, people advisory. So all of these different options here to start with. And then you can obviously tweak and manage or add these in yourselves. You've also then got your custom library. So you could build out custom templates and then save those um, in your library here in addition to those provided. And what we see some folks do is take a provided template, change it to how you like to see it fit, uh, and then go with that one moving forward. So I'll go to an example here of just monthly accounting services. So you can see it pulls in a couple services here. So in this case, bookkeeping up to 200 transactions. You can then see the deliverables uh, of what's included in that. I think of a best practice, what we see is don't just call a service bookkeeping. Uh, you know, there's different, uh, you know, maybe you're limiting the number of transactions or invoices it's per revenue or expenses of that client. So having those clear different um, deliverables. So if it falls out of scope, you can update that accordingly. That price here, so in this case, that's a fixed recurring fee billed every month of $420. Maybe for this client, we want it to be 500. 
Uh, and then what we can also do is maybe we want to add in an additional project to this proposal as well. So maybe we want to do the QuickBooks uh, training services as well. So we just go in here and kind of add in that service from our library and add that in there accordingly. So in this case, maybe we want to add it in a QuickBooks training. book setup. And maybe we wanted to bill those uh, up front in addition to that monthly recurring amount. So in this case, services can have billing rules. So in this bundle of services here related to the QuickBooks services, perhaps we wanted to bill that one time on acceptance. You could also take a deposit for those too. So maybe you wanted to bill half of that up front and the rest of it on completion. So Within our proposal editor, we really want to make this flexible to whatever billing use case uh, you might want to provide. Uh, in the case of hourly, so maybe we wanted to have a QuickBooks cleanup, uh, but we actually wanted to bill that um, at an hourly rate because we don't, you know, we don't know how much that's going to be. So we could say that's going to be billed at uh, $200 per hour. And then we've got the deliverables there too. So again, this is can all be customized. Uh, to the client or proposal level. And in this case here, maybe we actually really like this template now and we want to save it moving forward. We could actually save a new template. And so this is, um, you know, accounting plus QBO setup uh, description and then save that. So then moving forward, you can go back and pull that proposal template anytime you wanted to do this same bundle of services. So you'd see that here. So got the services here. Uh, next step is payments. So that's uh, whether you want to do card or ACH payments. Terms is your engagement letter. So here we've got our template. So you can see how that will render. If we wanted to add in any sort of paragraph here, you could. And then you can see our placeholders there. So you can see that pulls in the name, client name, uh, the start dates. So all those kind of variable components will just pull in automatically. And you can have different templates for different types of work. So maybe you have your sample you know, bookkeeping template versus your tax versus your uh, training or consulting template. Uh, you can get those all in here. Again, this is a, a recent update as well. It used to be HTML editing, but we've moved to um, kind of a rich text editor is what we call it. So you can kind of easily go in and, and bold or change colors, put in links. So a nice little update here to make the, the template experience uh, easier to use. Presentation tab. So this is where you can put in a personalized message. You could say, hey, look forward to working with you. Um, you can add in a video. So we've seen a lot of firms starting to add in videos to their proposals. So in the case of a Loom video or YouTube video, uh, you can actually embed that in and that'll show in your proposal. Let's see if I can grab a link. I think I've got a, a video here, just one. So in this case, I've got a Vimeo link. I want to embed that into my proposal. I'll just put that link in there and hit add. Uh, we showed the brochure before. You can add or remove that in. And then you can kind of see a nice little rendering on how this is going to look before you send it out. So you can see the services that this client's going to get. Make sure that's how you want to display it. You can see the schedule there. So, okay, we want that $850 every month and then the $2750 up front and then the other build by the hour. And then you can see your engagement letter. So it's kind of all here. Um, so you can kind of see it and feel confident before you send that off. With the with the video, is it, is it just one that you can add? Like I was, I was just thinking, you know, if you had like some steps uh, to invite the, you know, how does how you invite me as an accountant, you know, and and some other steps. Is it just one video that you can add, or uh, can you have multiple? That's a great ones? question. So yeah, you can actually add in, I'm just going to go here and grab a separate video. Um, but you can add in what we call a next step video. So once they actually sign and accept that, you could show a separate video. So again, you could walk your client basically through your process. You could say, hey, here's your proposal, sign and accept. And then you could have a generic next step video. So hey, the next steps is add me into your QuickBooks account, add me into your payroll account, you know, fill out this questionnaire, um, you can kind of trigger a lot of that, that to go next. 
So Ryan, somebody wants to know what does the client see? And then also John had a question about the security. Are the emails encrypted and is the info encrypted in storage? Uh, so the emails send out through, I guess, client experience. So that proposal I just created here, we're now going to go through the um, what the client would see. Um, so the emails go through our email system, um, you know, secure email system in the background that kind of drives all of these emails. You can also pull the link out yourself and send that to your client if you didn't want it to go through our emailing system, but just from a, you know, ease of use, 99% of our customers will send it through our email system to get it out there. Um, the other thing on the payment information, that is all encrypted and secure. So when they put in a card information here, once they put that in there, you can only see the last four digits of that card. Um, so you don't actually ever even have access to their direct card or banking information. Stripe moves the money in the background. You don't need uh, a Stripe account, but it's fully PCI compliant on all uh, for payments. You can see you can only see the last four in the exp expiration date. And then what happens when like you have recurring and say it doesn't go through, um, do you manage that from Stripe or do you do manage that from within Ignition? Yep. So within Ignition, you'll see any failed payments. So you're notified and your client is notified as well. Uh, so you can see those collections. And then once those dispersals are correct, if you did have a failed payment, we do have a retry system. So the client will be notified by email on why it failed, and then they can reschedule that collection. You can also run that yourself. Um, but yeah, what we see is what the, the client getting that notification, being able to retry it. Um, we find that most of those are able to get it resolved accordingly. Great. So it's not like I have to pop over to Stripe. Nope, you know, your to, client to only it. ever goes through Ignition. Um, you can also, if they ever had to update their payment information, so maybe they got a new bank or their card expired, uh, what you would do is just go into the billing schedule here, say um, copy client accessible payment details form. You could send them a link there and then they would just go in and update the information accordingly just so you're not, you know, you're not the one doing that over the phone or taking pictures of a credit card or any of that nonsense. So uh, you can send them that secure link and they can go in and update it accordingly. And then one of the things that we had talked about yesterday with regards to payments, you know, we, we love our QuickBooks payments, right? Because of, because of the deep integration, you don't have to worry about fees. And you had mentioned it earlier, if it's a $500 invoice, um, <clears throat> You know, typically Stripe will just take their fees out and then, you know, give you a net deposit, but you, uh, you folks actually separate that out. So, uh, so the, the funds that are actually deposited uh, is a gross amount you know, and then you, and then you do a separate transaction for fees. Uh, so exactly. Keep those things separate. Yep. So in this case here, back to the client level. So I'd say this client record is definitely going to be the best place. You can see all the historical invoices. Um, you can see that was collected. You can see a deep link to the invoice in QBO. You see that amount. You would see the fee breakdown for that. And again, we charge you your fees monthly based on your previous month's volume. Um, that way, we can go ahead and collect and disperse that full amount to your bank account so that invoice can get marked as paid back in QuickBooks. I think that's a nice thing because, you know, as we'll be talking with Bookkeep about managing Stripe and uh, PayPal <laughs> uh, because of the, the the net deposit that they typically do, um, this is uh, segregating that so that it makes it a lot easier to keep those things uh, separate and accounted for. Yep. So I just want to run through this one real quickly. So this was the proposal that we just created together. In that case, we embedded a video. Um, so you could see that playing at the front there, if you had that embedded. They'd then see the summary of service. So the one we showed earlier was three options. So you can send options to your client or just one singular option. They see that breakdown of the pricing. So in this case, it's gonna be 850 a month for the accounting services. And then it's gonna be 2750 up front and then $200 per hour for the QuickBooks cleanup capture that information. So I just put my card in there earlier. And then that e-signature on the engagement letter. So that pulls in with those specific terms. So in this case, we've got specific service terms that apply to the QuickBooks cleanup. Those pull in there automatically. And then we get that e-signature on that engagement letter there. 
so that would be that process there. And then for that variable of the, the, the 200 an hour, mm-hmm. how does that, how do, how do you, uh, now that you've captured that, you know, their, their approval of such, how do you then bill them for the, for the variable component? Yep. So for anything that's billed manually, so in this case, this was a per employee fee just for the sake of this example, you would go into the billing schedule and say invoice now. Um, in this case, we wanted to charge per $12 per employee, could be per hour, could be per cow, whatever your unit <laughs> of measurement is. Uh, you can put that in <laughs> as 10 and then say confirm. And then that would charge their bank or card on file, create the invoice back to QuickBooks accordingly with those services uh, and go from there. So it's not anything that they need to uh, acknowledge or approve because they've already you've already done that through this whole proposal process. Yeah. You do have the option to allow them to approve that invoice. So in the case of, hey, maybe this was a $5,000 project, you just don't want to hit their bank account after three months. Uh-huh. You could give them the ability to review and confirm that invoice. And then they would go ahead and actually get a link and they would say they would uh, approve that invoice to pay. So do they have the ability to, to, to schedule um, schedule a payment? Like uh, if it is a large, um, large thing that you're invoicing for, mm-hmm. are they able to, to, to do that later other than, you know, manually waiting, you know, to, yeah, that's a good to question. Yeah. So we, we kind of put that in control of the practice, not the client. So if you think they would need a payment plan, we just recommend splitting that out for them and setting that up. Um, But yeah, it's all kind of practice initiated, not client initiated on that one. Yeah. They may come back and say, uh, I can't do this all now. And then you can make your changes to the, to the invoice. Yep. There was a question earlier on the dashboard. So what you can see here is committed revenue. We also segment out project versus recurring work. For those of you moving to Mocor of a recurring revenue model, you can kind of set your budgets uh, accordingly there and kind of track towards that in our dashboard. The pipelines, you could see those sent and accepted, the conversion rate on those. So maybe you've got a certain target for this month. You can go ahead and see what's in your pipeline and see how close you are to that. And then tracking, you know, revenue per service or... Um, you know, looking at the the client count as that goes as well too. And how many firm users are allowed? Yes, so we don't. I'm just going to put those links in. I know we're close to time. Yeah, uh, we don't I'm gonna, charge. I'm going to launch the last um, last poll while, while you're doing that, um, okay. which is you know the next step if you would like to learn more about uh, Ryan and practice. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> Ignition. <Beep>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can uh, answer that poll question, but go ahead and uh, talk about the different levels that you have. So you have a good, better, best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so right there on your site. <laughs> the main breakdown of our, our plans would be based on kind of the number of clients you engage with the system. So we call that an active client. So you've sent them a proposal and they've accepted it. So you've got a starter plan and then we've got scale and kind of above that based on the size of your firm. Uh, and then you've got your your payment processing rates as well. So for how, uh, depending on the card um, or the ACH, charge uh, certain fees back to you um, for uh, using uh, our payment processing. All right. Anything else that you can quickly show us or wanted to, to touch on before we uh, close out um, today? I do just put those links in there. So if you did want to you know, run through this one-on-one with someone from our team to get some more questions answered or even create that trial to test it out, Put the link to the pricing page as well there too. Um, and we will see you at Scaling. Is that correct? Yes, we will be at Scaling New Wonderful. Heights. So look forward to seeing some folks there. I'll put my email in here, just ryan at ignitionapp.com. So if you had a question, feel free to reach out to me directly. Hopefully get that answered for you. I think this was super um, informative uh, for you to come on and, and really, really talk about, you know, what distinctions uh, Ignition App has over, um, you know, and how it fits into a practice's ecosystem. Um, because, you know, as I, you know, left into it, I was, uh, I had gone to several accounting conferences and was still unsure exactly what 
what ignition does <laughs> and what purpose. And then now I can see, you know, exactly where, where it fits in. You know, it's like the in and out burger. They do certain things really well, you know, and don't, and don't pretend to make chicken nuggets. Um, you know, they, they well, do those and things. It, yeah. And it is a great app. And I think that's a testament to the staying power being around for the past 10 years, you know, yeah. is a testament to that. So Thank you, Ryan. I think this was a great session. So thank you for joining us. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for joining in today. Thanks, Dan. All right. Bye. Have a great Bye, day. Everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.